Welcome to King's Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about King's Church, visit kcnyc.org. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much, worship team. Let me tell you, I love this church. I love King's Church. I love the coffee. I love the branding. I love the gear. I love the people. When you have people like Sincere in the team, I'm like... <laughs> can be that. And, and, and I just want to say, give it up for the worship team one more time, guys. They, they just rocking and rolling. I want to also thank Pastor David and Bethany for having me. I love them. God is doing something so unique that I've not seen in this season upon their life. And I want to tell you something. Your pastors and their family are in the front line of ministry and the least thing that you can do is to pray for them. Pray for them. Send a word of encouragement. Tell them that, I'm, that you're praying for them. Send them a gift card. Do something, especially in this season, just to tell them that you, I mean, that, that they mean to you. Right? They are a blessing. And I want to say, I'm a big gifts guy. Every time I go to meet somebody, I always carry something in my hand. I don't want to go. Let me just say that. I don't go anywhere without seed. Because God gives seed to the sower and not to the holder. Right? So you, you, you do that everywhere. Uh, so I want to I say I'm, I'm so grateful for this church and for the special invitation that we, we've received to be here. I'm here with my family. My family was here for the first service. They're probably hanging out. The kids are hanging out. They're friends. Uh, and uh, I'm so grateful. The next thing I want to say is that as, as my, my brother just said right now, I just got back from uh, Berkeley. You know that UC Berkeley is one of the most liberal campuses in the U.S. Uh, while, while I was there for about 10 days, I, I went there for two days. Thank God we all married up. All the married people, just uh, wave your hands up in the air. Thank you, Jesus, for wives and husbands that believe in the call. So I, I started my trip with a two-day. And every, every time I pack, I know that something's going to change. So I always carry extra clothes. And, and, and for New Yorkers, it's all black, Right. So it, it, it's easy, right? I mean, you're not like, uh, oh, my God, am I, I'm, I'm worried about what I'm going to wear tomorrow. It's black. Tomorrow, it's black. Day after tomorrow, it's black. And then it's black again. And especially on Sunday, you wear a denim jacket on that black T-shirt, but it's still black. All the black lovers say amen. amen. All right, we're talking to somebody. All right, so, uh, so I got there for two days. And then after that, it went on to extend for 10 days. So I was there for 10 days. Uh, and uh, what happened there is mind-blowing. There was protests, there was rallies, there was tension in the air. I mean, I was like, man, this is craziness going on. But uh, watch what God did on this video. Just have a look at it.
Come on, people. Jesus is still touching people. 478 students came to this event. It was so jam-packed that we, we, had, we had to turn people away. And, and I'm telling you, in the middle of all this protest, God touched people. 23 students gave their life to Christ on that night, including the captains of the football team, the girl that he was talking about, I know specifically another girl who was there, and you know, different, different people, types of people that walked in, those students, uh, they were so touched. And 36 out of them said, we want to be trained to be leaders on campus. So one more time for Jesus moving all across the college campuses across America. So the least that I'm asking you tonight or this morning, this afternoon is, would you pray for us? Because we need your prayer. I'm telling you, the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and forces of darkness. So when you pray, when we pray together, what we're doing is we're resisting the, the work of the devil on these campuses. That when we go out there and share the gospel, the Bible says the spirit of this land has blinded the eyes of people, deafened the ears of people from hearing the truth. So when you pray, their eyes would become open, their hearts would be prepared. As we go and plant those seeds, these are going to be the stories that's going to be coming out. So uh, would you pray for us as we go? we got some great doors open, uh, and uh, we have NYU, Fordham, we have Yale. I was at Yale day before yesterday. We're, we're, we're attempting to fill probably one of the most historic and one of the largest. Anybody went to Yale out here? Uh, so it, it, there's, a, there's a great venue called the Woolsey Hall. It's about 2,650-seater uh, place. And if you know a little bit about Yale, it started off as a Christian college, right? And where, where it is right at this point is, you know, it's far more than shocking. But we have a responsibility to go reopen the wells that were originally open, and the devil came to close that. All right, so, so that's something that's going on uh, in the college campus. So would you pray? Uh, and uh, especially we're going to have a QR code right at the back. Uh, our website is livejam.us. We get to partner with God's Not Dead to take these events all across the all across the U.S. And the second piece is that you know, if you feel like you need a partner, you want to work with us, you want to talk more, I'm going to be right here. Or you can scan the QR code and you can get access uh, to more information. If you feel like you want to give, you want to partner, you can talk to the pastors out here or reach out to us directly so that you can, uh, you know, I'm telling you, I tell somebody, uh, the, the, the president of Hobby Lobby, he said, there are two things that matter to eternity you cannot take your Gucci shoes to heaven you cannot take your favorite back to heaven you cannot take your operator's apartment to heaven the only thing that you can take from this part of the world to the other side of the world is people so invest in people and the second thing is invest in the word of God the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away but his word will never pass away so everybody on board, pray, partner, give, whatever you are led to do that. We need your support. All right, how many days more to the end of the year? 22 days. Look at somebody who said 22 days. 22 days to the end of the year. We still got promises to be fulfilled. We still have answers to prayers. We still need breakthroughs. We need miracles. Anybody in the room needs a miracle, wave your hand in the air. I'm waving my hands like both sides, right? We have like king-sized miracles that only the king of kings can answer. So what are we doing? We're going to be learning this morning on how to pray, okay? How to pray. Many times we feel like we've prayed and our answers are not getting answered. We're not getting answers to the prayers that we're making and you're wondering what is going wrong? I mean, before we get delved into the, into the whole message, let me just, I feel like quickly, to remind some people in the room, 
The Bible says, for all the married people in the room, all the husbands and all the wives, the Bible says, your prayers are hindered because you do not honor your spouse. You're wondering, why is my prayer not answered? You are happy with your boss. You're happy about, you're, you're tipping to the, to the Uber guy. I mean, tip in New York is like everywhere. I mean, I made my coffee. I bought my coffee. I poured it. I bought the glass. I cleaned it. Still, they're asking me for tip. I'm like, what? I mean, you're, you're tipping everybody. When's the last time you said, oh, you know, something good to your wife? When's the last time you took her out on a date? If you honor your husband or your wife, the Bible says, your prayers are going to be like, boom, off the roof. Because the Bible says, your prayers are hindered because you do not honor your spouse. Anybody wants to say amen to that? I know it's not a very, very happy message to start off with. So this morning, we're going to, we're going to learn how to pray. Prayers that create breakthroughs. Prayers that impact lives of people. Are you ready? King's Church, I can't hear you. Can, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right, we, we're going. Uh, the, number one, we're going to look through the book of Nehemiah for all the people expecting babies. Okay, you're thinking, oh my God, it's a boy. Hallelujah. Don't have a name. Nehemiah. It's a fascinating name. At home, you can call him Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo? For all the parents in the room, I mean, this is like, it's been playing in the house for the last 10 years nonstop, right? Finding Nemo. So it's a great name to start off with. Number two, when God wants to do something on the face of planet Earth, he always uses people. Look at somebody and say, it's, going to use, it's about to use you. It's about to use you. This is, this is what St. Augustine said. He said, without God, man cannot... And without man, God will not. Without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. So every time God wants to do something on the face of planet Earth, he uses people. In fact, the Bible says his eyes are looking to and fro throughout the whole Earth. Looking, it's like, it's like searching all over the place, looking for the man the woman that God wants to use. He wants to use somebody at Amex. He's searching all over Amex to find out who is that person who loves Jesus and who is available. A little tip on being used by God. I, I, I used to get super overwhelmed being in New York City, coming from India, from the land of curry to the land of hurry. <laughs> right? I got here and I'm like, low. I mean, I mean, everybody's got a PhD. Everybody's from Colombia. Everybody's a diplomat. I'm like, yo, I mean, I mean, all I can, I mean, I, I'm like totally overwhelmed. Then I got, I got inspired by this quote, this, this, this great note that says, God never uses the qualified, but he qualifies the called. So the question this morning is, I, it's not about your qualification. It's not about your doctorate. It's not about your PhD. It's not about which school that you went to. It's about being available. Look at somebody and say, you better be available. Hey, we're going to be talking to, if you don't like the person next to you, it's the right time to move. Because you're going to be preaching, you're going to be talking, you're going to be nudging, you're going to be kicking, you're going to be doing a whole lot of things. And it's going to get really hard because curry power is in the room. Holy Spirit power is in the room. So give one more big, uh, 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 you know, you know high five to the person and say, get ready. Get ready. Let's do the TDJs. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, here we go. So where are we? Uh, so God will use the person that is available. He's not looking for a rock star. He's not looking for a superstar. He's not looking for a Hollywood star. Well, does he, does he use him? Of course. But he is just looking for somebody that is available. Say, Jesus, I'm available. Use me. Will you use me? Because every time God does something in a city, he always uses people. Right? And I, and I love the fact that, you know, this is what, this is what uh, the, the, the queen of England, she said, I fear the prayers of John Knox than all the armies of England. I fear the prayers of John Knox than all the armies of England. I think we have taken prayer so lightly. 
we feel like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that we Christians do. That's one of those things that we say before prayer, before eating. That's one of those things that we've been taught to do. No, prayer is just more than a, you know, it's just like more than a mantra. It's more than something that you say, something that you whisper, something that you say before you go to sleep, and something you say when you wake up. Prayer is more than that. When you pray, God moves mountains. The Bible says an effective prayers of a righteous man availeth much. The Bible says the prayer of faith, I believe in this room, God's going to do some crazy things today. Are you ready? You know, we, we're going to start with the understanding and we're going to land in the supernatural. And when we are in the supernatural, we're going to expect everything. It's like the, 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 the power signal is coming into the room and whatever God wants to do, I believe he's going to heal people. He's going to set people free. There are people struggling with addictions. And we're also going to pray in the next level. Say the next level. We're going to speak in languages that we have never spoken before. We're going to be speaking in decoded language. Welcome to the upgraded life. We're going to upgrade our prayer life. Is anybody ready? So we're talking about Nehemiah here. This guy is not a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's not a priest. He's not a prophet. He, he's not a full-time minister. He is a marketplace guy. He's a guy who's probably like the head of J.P. Morgan or the president of a company. He's like the next in line, so close, his role or his job description is to be hanging with the king all the time and just tasting his wine and being, he's like the wine bearer. He's like the closest, he's not a waiter, he's the wine bearer, he's the closest guy to the king. So it's like most of you people in your corporate assignments, God is not looking for the full-time minister. The last revival that I know of in New York City was kindled by a marketplace guy. Mr. Lampier was not a full-time minister. He was a marketplace guy right here in downtown in Fulton Street. So can God use you? I just want to affirm that you don't need to be a minister, a full-time minister to be used by God. Does anybody want to say amen? So let's go to the book of Nehemiah, if you know where that is. It's in the Old Testament. It goes on to say the words of Nehemiah. We don't have time to read through everything, but this is Nehemiah getting ready and talking, chit-chatting with a few bunch of people, and he gets the, the bad news that the walls of Jerusalem, verse number three, the latter part of the verse, it says, the walls of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. And he hears what's happening. They're telling, they're telling stuff. Let me tell you something. God uses everything to, I mean, God can use anything to speak about, uh, uh, you know, to, to speak in your situation at any time. We were waiting on, uh, on an assignment as my family and I, and we were asking the Lord for confirmation. So I, I woke up in the morning, I had this word. It, it is from uh, Joshua uh, chapter 1. It says, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore you, Joshua, get across and cross over the land. All right, I'm like, all right, Jesus, thank you so much. And then I'm watching a movie, like a movie, like a, like a full-blown movie. In the middle of that, it is about, uh, I forgot, uh, it's about Ray Charles, the, the Ray Charles movie. And it's not like a Christian movie. In the middle of the movie, the scene changes. Ray Charles picks up the Bible and starts reading, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, you, Joshua, I'm like, can God speak to me through movies? Can God speak to me through license plates? Can God speak to me through people? I'm telling you, God is always giving and throwing clues. Don't wait for the man of God. Don't wait for the prophecy. Don't wait for somebody to lay hands on you that you need to pay or you need to do something. Get on the phone with the man of God. God is always speaking to you and he's always throwing clues. So look at somebody and say, follow the clues. Follow the clues. Follow the clues. The other day I was here, I was speaking to this guy here, Carlton, and he tells me, you know what, I love the work that you're doing. I went to, I went to Stanford. I'm like, wow, clue number one, Stanford. The next thing, I was hanging out with a whole bunch of people, and I went to this family to have some coffee and old friends of mine, and they knew that I was going to Stanford. Um, they, they knew that I was going to Berkeley, and he's like, what about Stanford? Talk to my daughter. She went to, she went to Stanford. So clue number two. Yeah. 
Then when I got there in, in Berkeley, I found out that there is a clue about somebody saying, hey, we know somebody in Stanford. So I like one clue from New York, the second clue from Princeton, the third clue right in California that led me to the door of Stanford. Now, what am I doing? Let me tell you something. You pray into what you, you walk into what you pray into. Let me get that quote right. You walk into what you pray into. All right, so this is what, I ha- this is what we did. We took a bunch of people, three, three people, a, a family, a husband, wife, and me who were available, available to uh, drive me to Stanford, go to Stanford. And when I, when I got to Stanford, I heard the news that, uh, you know, the same thing. The walls of Jerusalem is broken. You know what, man? It's hard here. People, like small groups, you know, they attack the Christians. We have a small group, a small group, but we're all groups of 10. There's, there's, there's one big group, it's 30. I'm like, wow. Then we almost said amen and put the casket in. And we're just about like, okay, not, God's not going to do anything in Stanford. And then I just got off that meeting and got into the car. I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't come here to say amen to what I've been hearing from the people on the ground. Because the people on the ground don't know any other narrative than what they've been hearing. What have they been seeing and hearing is what they're going on and saying. So, all right, wait a minute. Let's do something. Guess what happened? We went, we took the car, and I told those guys, let's take the car around. We said bye-bye. We had Starbucks. We said amen, cheers to everybody. God bless you. We got on the car and says, this ain't working. Let's go round two. Took the car, and we went around and drove around the campus one more time. Got to the lawn of Stanford, knelt down. I wish I could show you that picture. Knelt down on the grounds and said, Jesus, give us Stanford or we... I did a classic. I said, give us Scotland or we die. Like, give us Stanford... And boom, that night we had some Korean barbecues. Anybody like Korean barbecue? A bunch, of, a bunch of Korean Americans took me out for Korean barbecue. I'm like, yo, guys, listen, I know you guys want to go to Thailand and do mission trip because they were getting ready for the mission trip. I'm like, listen, before you cross the ocean, can we cross the street? So the whole group got charged up over Korean barbecue Hearing a clue, a different narrative about Stanford. Now, that whole group wants to go out there and mobilize. And now we have an outreach coming up in Stanford in the spring. Is God good or not? This morning, what I'm preaching to you, please don't take it as a message. This is my life message. I live this. So this is going to be like an impartation. Take it. Last year, the Lord spoke to us, my wife, I don't know if I shared this story, to travel across the country. God spoke to Abraham, walk the length and breadth of this land, and I will give it to you. He didn't say that, okay, you need to have the money, you need to have one leg in the White House, and one leg with the biggest uh, Christian businessman, then you can win the country. God spoke to me, walk the rest, length and breadth of the land. So my wife and this crazy husband of hers, she said yes, and we got on a minivan. We drove 9,000 miles. People were sleeping in the room. Come on, wake up. The spirit of slumber, leave this room right now in Jesus' name. For real. I'm saying for real. People need to hear this word, and the devil's like, no, I'm going to put him to sleep. No, not this afternoon. Wake up and listen to the truth that's going to set your life free in Jesus' name. Okay, so we drove 9,000 miles, 30 cities. Came back. We were in California praying, God, would you open up California, doors of California. Now I'm in Stanford. I'm like, wait a minute. Last year, around the same time, I was in California for four days asking God to open up California. Now I'm standing in the, in the coolest campus. And we're getting 23 kids get saved. I was in Washington, D.C. on this little scooter, like the, what, what do you call that? The Segway, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, yeah, I'm like, okay, my wife's sleeping, you know, she was probably jet lagged or, or minivan lagged or whatever you call it. So I let her sleep. I got the scooter in the morning. I'm, I'm driving around. We, we took a hotel around Capitol Hill, praying around Capitol Hill. I don't know anybody. Okay. All I knew was that, you know, if I pray around this place, if I, I walk into what I pray into, right? Came back from the trip. A supernatural meeting opened up. The next thing I know is I am in a personal meeting with the Surgeon General of the U.S. 
having a great item and talking about, and then, thank God, he's from Curry Land as well. <laughs> so we exchanged some notes on where I am from. Oh, I know that place. And boom, boom, boom. They made an official tweet from the government ID of meeting Bonnie who works in college campuses with my picture on it. I mean, 48 hours, 72 hours ago, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. But you walk into what you pray into. Prayed around the campuses and prayed around New York City not knowing what's going to happen. Still living in India, God spoke to me. Pray over New York City, walk around here. The next thing I know is I'm living in New York City and doors in New York City are opening. The United Nations is opening. I mean, before I got here, before I walked into the U.S., I had a prophetic word. God spoke to somebody and says, God's going to open up the U.N. for you. The next thing I know is I'm doing a Bible study in the U.N. I'm staying in a place like I cannot, I cannot roam around without touching a diplomat. It's like everywhere. My floor has got like three diplomats from three countries. The next thing I know is that one of my old buddies gets transferred and becomes the head of, you know, the, the complex. It becomes a, the chief director diplomat for the Indian assignment to the UN. I'm in and out of diplomatic soil, Indian, eating home-cooked, chef-cooked Indian food in diplomatic soil. How did that happen? You walk into what you pray into. Is that getting, is, is that getting you excited? We just started. We're, 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 we've got a lot to go today, okay? So... This is what's happening, where we are right now. So we're talking about the fact that you got to follow the clues. You don't say amen to the bad news that's coming outside to you. Every time you hear bad news, I heard in the Chinese dictionary, the word crisis is opportunity. So every business leader who listens to a bad number, a crisis is like, yo, is that a business idea at the back end of it? I'm at Yale, I'm thinking, oh my God, Yale's opening up. Could we do a church plant? Could there be a church plant in that place? I'm in Hofstra in Long Island. Unusual favor with the, 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 the golf team and the tennis team. I'm hanging out with them. We just did a Christmas outreach. Do we have an idea to do something out there? Every clue that God is dropping is leading you to a business idea, to a ministry idea. So look at somebody and say, follow the clues. Now, let's get, let's get started. We, we, we need to get going because we, we are long, we, we're going to land this plane. It's going to be like the, the Tesla super rocket. What's that, what's that company? SpaceX? SpaceX is going to take off in the next 15 minutes. Okay, get ready. So, I talked about the fact that we are praying and we are not praying and seeing answers. How can you pray differently? Number one, go to verse number, verse number six. Can somebody read for me? Some, let's do old school. Come on, pick up the Bible. Let's go Pentecostal. Let's go old school. Somebody scream it out. Come on, brother. Come on, Jersey, brother. Come on. Verse number six. That's it, brother. That's, that's the preacher. They say, stop. Stop right there. Nehemiah is starting to fast. I know America is all about fasting, intermittent, keto, I mean, the, the fat fast, the sugar fast, the oil fast, uh, I mean, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever types of fast. But this is the real deal. Whenever you fast, you kill the flesh and you ignite the spirit. Every time, I, mean, I know that when you're, when, you're, when you're off sugar, your mind's clear. I'm telling you, when you fast and pray, your spirit man is so alive. You become bold. You become clear. You become, you know, enthusiastic. You, your, your, your inner man is so sharp. So I'm challenging people in this room. King's Church, start fasting. Amen. I know it's a feasting season, but in the middle of the feasting, please fast. Because feasting will help your body and, you know, put on a lot of this that you have to, like, go to the gym and pay extra money. I'm just saying fast and pray because every time you fast, you're not twisting the hand of God, you are changing you. Amen. Okay, so I'm challenging people in the room. So this is what Nehemiah does. Number one way to pray. Pray fervently. Look at somebody say, pray fervently. Pray fervently. What does that mean? He prayed day and night. And I'm telling you, we got three boys. I was in the labor room with my wife for the delivery of all these three boys. Okay. And it wasn't like a jazz concert in the, in the labor room. It wasn't like Kennedy playing the, the sax. 
It was like a metal concert going on there. It was bloody. Was people say, take this, take that, push this, this. The only thing I can remember from the labor room. Everybody with me? All the mothers? I was like, man, thank you, Jesus, for making me a man. <laughs> oh, my God. Salute, respect. You know, I'll do like 50 push-ups for you guys. I mean, this is like crazy stuff. In the labor room. I heard the doctor and the nurse tell my wife, starting off with the Indian hospitals, push, push with the Indian slang, and then on to America with the American, push, push. You know, so the only thing I remember in the labor room is the word push. Somebody once gave me a wristband. It said, push, pray until something happens. You pray for one day, guess what, Nehemiah? Let me do a spoiler alert here. The New York Times of Nehemiah's time was like, Nehemiah built a wall in 52 days. Record-breaking assignment. What could take five years? Nehemiah did it in 52 days. That was the result. We all want those headlining results. But guess what? Nehemiah, if you count the number of days that he prayed, he prayed for four months 120 days, day and night, without dropping the bucket and saying, come on, Lord, I am going to push till something happens. I know you work out and your trainer's like, come on, one more time, one more. Yo, you know, sometimes you go from one to ten, and, and then when you're giving up, they go from ten to one, like ten, nine, eight, seven. Somebody's pushing. I'm telling you, I'm here to motivate you to push in prayer, to be resilient. To stop, not stop, not stop giving up. You are going to pray till something happens. You're going to pray till you see the breakthrough. You're going to pray till something happens. Elijah prayed seven times. If Elijah, the dude, the prophet, had to pray seven times before the breakthrough, how much more do we need to pray to see the breakthrough happening in our life? 120 days of pushing in prayer. I'm telling you guys, some of your prayer requests, you cannot survive. You want a $10 million breakthrough with five-minute prayer in the morning and five-minute prayer in the evening. How is that going to even correlate? Guys, wait a minute. I know God is full of grace, but some, some logic has to be there. Pray until something happens. So the number one, you got to pray Fervently. Look at somebody say fervently. Repeat that with me. Let, let you hear it. Let your spirit man hear it. Let the devil hear it. You're going to pray. King's church is going to pray. Fervently. Every time you think about fervently, think about your wife in the labor room. That push. You got to pray until something happens. You cannot give up. There is a boldness. There is a resilience that is coming. You got to be audacious, tenacious about the things that God is speaking. The Bible says, give God no rest. This is, his, this is his scripture, okay? The Bible says, give God no rest until he re establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. I always change Jerusalem to my name. I'm like, give God no rest until he establishes Bonnie and makes him the praise of the earth. We're not going to stop Asking God. I mean, Jacob wrestled with God. I mean, we watched, my dad watched WWF all his life. He thought that was a real deal. He never thought it was a show. I'm like, Dad, it is a, I mean, it is a show. It is rehearsed. And he said, no way, this is the real deal. He's watching it on VHS that happened like 10 years ago. He's like, no, this is his undertaker is going to come Hulk Hogan. Anybody remember that? <laughs> Jacob wrestled with God. He said, God, I'm not going to, come on, brother, stand up. I am not going to, he said, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Come on, boys. Come on, girls. Are you excited? Are you, are you pushing the bus and God, I will not let go of you until you bless me. Somebody told me, it is never a no until they say it's no. You keep asking the Bible says ask. It is not like ask or I just ask. No, it's present, continuous Oxford tense. Pr ask and keep on asking. Seek 
and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking till something happens. You know about the story about the, the widow, the persistent widow. You know about the guys who are like, listen, the place is jam-packed. We need a miracle. Guess what? We have an idea. We have a crisis. It's a no-show. You can't go in. It's packed. Sold-out show. Leave. They're like, no. We're not going to take no for an answer. Guess what? They broke the roof and brought the guy down. And Jesus looked at that face and said, yo, this is serious stuff. And the Bible says, your faith has already healed you. I want God to be like, I want God to be looking at you and say, how hungry is this girl? How hungry? I know he'll, I mean, I know you love your steak, but I'm talking about spiritual stuff. How hungry are you for the things of God? How hungry are you to see God's plans and ways established in your life? It's everybody with it. Number two. What's number seven? Somebody old school. I'm giving ladies a chance. Come on, my sister. You can do that. Who's, who's got it? What's number seven, sister? Come on. The worship leader, super anointed. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. Wait a minute. Stop. Right? This preacher, stop. Stop. <laughs> Nehemiah said, Lord, we have messed up. We have screwed up in New York terms. We have made a mess of ourselves. We have walked away from you. We have done our own thing. We, we, we didn't call out to you. We were running it on our own Colombian degree. We were running it on the credentials that we have because we know somebody in the White House that ain't working. And Nehemiah now is going way below his push-ups and he's going down to the floor, his hands down and saying, God, I repent. Let me tell you that you've got to be honest with God about your, your situation. There's nothing in your life that you can hide away from God, yes or no. Your life is bare open. And God is saying, if you need a breakthrough, just tell him that you cannot do it on your own. Prayer is not the last resort. Prayer is the first resort. Let prayer become calling on to Jesus. That's why we, I want the team to come back and say, hey, Jesus is the only name. We don't care about kings. We don't care about Bonnie. We don't care about any ministry. If there's only one name that you leave this place with, that's got to be Jesus. Even when they swear, they want to call Jesus because you know, you know that that's the only name that works. The name of Jesus saying, God, I'm sorry. Can we do that and say, God, I'm sorry. I've done my own thing. And he's not even doing it for himself. He's actually doing it on behalf of the city. People, we're not playing this game for us. This game is not for me and my family and my career and my bank balance and my career. It's for the sake of the city. Number two, you got to pray honestly. The Bible says, Isaiah 59 verse 1. Surely the arm of the Lord is not short to save, nor is dull too dull to hear. But it's your sins that have separated you from God. Got to move on. Verse number eight, somebody, old school, eight and nine. Amen. What is Nehemiah doing? He's negotiating with God. He is telling God, God, this is what you have read. This is what is, you know, if God is bound by something, he's only bound by his own word. So when, when you pray, you got to start praying. Scripture-based prayers. You know, when you wake up in the morning, there's two things that you can do. I can do it every day in the morning. I don't want to trouble my wife. The little cooking skills that I have. I'm hungry. I need to go to work. What am I doing? I'm throwing two pieces of, two slices of bread on the toaster. I'm moving away from the curry land to being more American. I'm going to throw some peanut butter and some jelly and make the craziest PBJ sandwich. That's option number one. But option number two, if I have a little more time, I'm going to toast my bread. 
Then I'm going to get some eggs, right? And then I'm going to put some bacon. Then I'm going to put another slice of bread. Put some avocados for all the healthy freaks out here in the room. Cut some avocados, cut some leches, and then some ham. And I'm turning that PBJ sandwich, I dished the PBJ sandwich, and turned it into a club sandwich that is going to take me all the way to 1 o'clock. Is anybody hungry this morning? When you pray, you got to layer up your prayers with the word of God. You're asking God for healing. One of his names is Jehovah Rapha. He is a specialist in healing. One of his names, you need money, ask him. The Bible says he will provide for me according to the riches in Bank of America. No, according to the riches in heaven. Our bank accounts are liars. It's a lie, right? I'm just trying to... Those numbers are not right. You're actually a millionaire. You know why? Because I'm so faith rich. I told somebody, faith is the currency of heaven that I spend on earth. So what am I trying to say? You've got to load up, baby, your scriptures. Your, you load up the prayers with what God has spoken. And your, God's like, man, that's like a steak coming out. Who, I, I get the fragrance. Who's that boy making those prayers? He's telling me what I've already said. And he gets excited about it. Is anybody in the room? Amen. The Bible says we live in a time where we have moved the ancient boundaries. Church is trying to be relevant, trying to be inclusive, trying to get everybody into the room. And then we got nobody. We got people from other churches who had issues with other churches and who had issues with other churches and then come into our church and it's going to become an issue here and then they're going to leave. We have been trying to be all, you know, all cool, all relevant, all inclusive and we've moved away from the ancient boundaries of scripture. We've moved the goalposts and you're like, oh my God, where am I right now? We've moved far away. From the truths. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 28. Do not move the ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors. The path of holiness. The path of going back through the narrow path. The scripture says in Psalms uh, 20 24 it says. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Let's get moving. Number one you got to pray fervently. Number two you got to pray honestly. Number three, you got to pray biblically. The last one, all the men in the room, before you bought your car, you were drooling over every website, thinking about the size of the car, the color of the car, the, the, the rim of the car, the leather in the car. You knew everything before you showed up in the dealership. And he said, you, you never showed up in the dealership, I want a car. And they're like, what car do you want? You have a family, you need a minivan like us, you need like a, a Cooper, you're getting older. I mean, what do you need? What kind of car do you need? You have made it so specific before you walked in and asking them for a deal. But guess what? We've been making so vague prayers that not even God knows what you're asking him for. Hello? Jesus, I need, I need a breakthrough. What breakthrough? Can you be specific? What number? You need, you need a breakthrough. I mean, okay, tell me the number. What is the number? You're asking for a life partner. Tell me some specs. I need a life partner. That's a very vague prayer. I need a husband. It's a very vague prayer. Can we be specific about the prayers that we're making? We are more detailed when we go to Costco. Oh, sorry, we're in Manhattan. We go to like, uh, huh? Yeah, trade it. Oh, 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 yo, yo, organic, yo. We are most specific. I'm calling my wife like 10 times to clarify the list that she's given me because I don't want to get into trouble when I go back home. We are way more specific when we go to a store than we go to prayer. And this morning, King's Church, God is saying, get specific. He is. Somebody said, the devil's into the details. That's from the pit of hell. God's into details. He's into numbers. He's got a book called Numbers. He loves Excel sheets. He loves spreadsheets. He loves Wall Street. He loves numbers. What am I trying to say? Guys, we got we to get specific about the prayers that we're making. Next 22 days, what do you want God to do in your life? 
Can we be specific? Let's not talk about the 10 things you want. Let's, uh, uh, when I ask people, I say, I say guys, I know, I know you've got a lot going on. Tell me one thing that I can pray for you. One thing. One thing that we and I are gonna, you and I are going to agree and stretch and believe. And they're going to tell me that one thing. Can we be specific? Jabez was specific. First Chronicles 4 and verse 10. He said, Lord, would you bless me and expand the boundaries of my territory? And guess what happened? The scripture says the Lord just did exactly what he asked him to do. We've got to keep moving. So the, the four things before we land into the big one. Number one, pray fervently. Push in the labor room. Number two, you've got to pray honestly. You've got to like get on the knees and say, God, I'm sorry. I need your help. Number three, you've got to, you've got to pray biblical prayers. You've got to think about the BLT sandwich. The number four thing, we do, we're going to go about specifics. We're going to get into the specifics. All the women go into the grocery store. All the men go into a car showroom. You have done the specs. And you need to get back into the basics of praying specific prayers. And the last one, I want to get down. This is going to be the big one. When you are getting bored, how many of you get bored praying in the understanding? I just kind of run out of words in like five minutes. I mean, okay, five things, and I have my to-do list. I have my notes app. I pull it up. I'm like, okay, pray, 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 pray. Done, 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 done. Man, I still got another 45 minutes. What am I going to do? Pray in the spirit, which is the hybrid, which is the model, which is the thing to pray. You know, and the last one is praying spirit-led prayers. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room. Tongues of fire came upon all of them. I don't know what your theology is, but I just, I just read it as it is. Okay? It's there in the Bible. All of the people, all, all of them spoke in other tongues. It's a gift. I cannot use my Amex card to buy this gift. I cannot please God to get this gift. It's a gift. And you just need to ask him, God, will you give me this gift of speaking in tongues? Paul says, yo, this is Paul himself. He's saying, listen, I know you pray in the understanding. I know pray in the spirit. Guess what? I pray in the spirit more than I pray in the understanding. Of course, because we run out of words in the understanding. But I pray in the spirit. And then he says, listen, I know you pray in tongues. But guess what? I pray in tongues more than all of you put together. What does praying in tongues do? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue. Speaks not unto man, but unto God. Can I tell you a story? This is going to be one of my last stories. We were doing this prayer tour in the Middle East, Dubai. Doha, Qatar. We were in Bahrain. We were in like five cities, five nights. And every night, all that we were doing is we were praying around the city and saying, God, will you give us open doors into the city to preach the gospel? And we know a little bit. We asked the people on the ground, tell us a little bit about specs. Tell us whether the media places, where the education places, where the universities are, where the, the, the king's palace is, where the grand mosque is, because that's where they make the decisions. So we are in the, we're in the, 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 the country of Oman. We're standing in front of the grand mosque. And I'm in this car with this other friend. And uh, I'm, praying, I'm praying in tongues because I'm done praying in understanding. I prayed everything that I know. Now I've moved into praying understanding, praying the spirit. I'm like, I'm praying in the spirit. And guess what happened? The guy at the back just steps, taps me in the shoulder. So he called me. He wanted to be respectful. He said, Pastor Bonnie, do you speak in Arabic? I'm like, uh, one, two, three. Arabic is definitely not in the three languages. I don't speak in Arabic. But he said, no, you are fluently speaking in Arabic right now as you were praying in the spirit. And I was making prayers way above my paycheck. <laughs> way above my, thing could, my mind could comprehend. I was like, crazy prayers that he was starting to tell me what I was praying. The Bible says when I pray in the spirit, I pray and talk to God. Let me tell you, when you speak in tongues, it is the most encrypted prayer in the world. Not even the devil can understand what you're praying. So this morning, as we land this sermon, my prayer is that we upgrade our prayer life. We upgrade with praying in the understanding, landing on praying in the spirit. Anybody want to upgrade your prayer life? Somebody, somebody tell me this was for you. I'm preaching like two services. You better tell me it's good. Listen, what I'm trying to do right now is that I'm going to give you an opportunity. There are people in this room. We're going to have two things that we're going to do because we've got time. One, I'm going to give an opportunity for people to receive an impartation for prayer. Right? 
And through that, I'm also asking, is there anybody in this room who wants to receive the gift of speaking in tongues? So that you can upgrade your prayer life to the next level. Because the next level is the only level. I'm going to give you that opportunity because we're just going to, in faith, as I said, you can, you can buy it. You can buy it. But you can say, God, I'd love to. I desire. The Bible says, desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. And I'm asking you, do you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit? To pray in tongues? And to pray prayers that move heaven. And if that is you, if everybody just stand up. And then we're going to move into the round of praying for healing. We're praying for deliverance. We're going to pray for something. We're going to pray till something happens. Amen. But the first round is for people who need an impartation for prayer. And who want to receive the gift of speaking in tongues. So that you can talk to God in the way that heaven ordained it to be. If that is you, just come forward. Anybody else? Don't be shy. We had like an altar full, the first service. Come forward. If you have never spoken in tongues, but you desire to speak in tongues. And if you, if you are here with a friend, come along. If you speak in tongues, come along. Put your hands around that person. We're going to pray. Now, as people are coming in, let me just give you some basic guidelines. Everybody with me? Are you guys with me? Now, when you are asking God to fill you with this gift... You don't speak in your language. You don't speak in English. You don't, you don't say hallelujahs. You don't say praise the Lord. You don't say thank you Jesus. You don't say nothing. Just open up your mouth just like how you speak in your language. Just open up your mouth and God's going to start giving you the language. And it's going to start with words. One word, two words, three words. Some people just get it like knock off. But sometimes it just starts off with Small words, just like the baby starting to speak. The first few words before it makes those big sentences. So King's Church, this is your moment. Come down and receive this gift. And you need a new touch from the Holy Spirit. You're most welcome to come forward. But the first call right now is for people who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you want to upgrade your prayer life. And you don't want to wait about, you don't want to think about what other people think about you. This is your moment. Let's go. Let's go. Come, come forward. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Acts 20.27 says, For I have not hesitated to proclaim the whole counsel of God. And that's something that we're trying to do at King's Church. We're trying to steward God's word and share it to a generation. If you want to partner in us sharing the whole counsel of God's truth, please text KCNYC to 77977 and partner with us here at King's Church to get God's message, his whole counsel, all over the place on podcasts and on radio and around the world so believers like you would be encouraged. Thanks.